friends. Welcome to another all-new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. I'm your guide, Laura Bender, and today's guest is Dr. Catherine Uram. Uh, she's She was actually like a conventional medical doctor um, that kind of also went into some further training to kind of investigate alternative and natural holistic therapies as well to kind of add into her practice. So we kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, and she kind of discusses her most recent, how she's practicing, how she lives her practice now, where she studies a lot of dream work, um, and dream circles. So anyway, thanks again for listening to this episode and I catch you on the other side. Welcome, Catherine, Dr. Catherine, and thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, would you mind uh, telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and then also kind of your journey that took you away from conventional and alternative medicine to offering more guidance uh, for spiritual transformation? Sure. Thanks, Laura. Thanks for having me here. Yes. So my name is Dr. Catherine Uram. And I'm a physician, and I left the practice of medicine to help people with spiritual transformation. Um, so I have medicine deeply connected to me and my spirit. I come from a lineage of healing. My father was a surgeon and his father before that. So medicine really came to me naturally. My mother also took care of cancer patients for her whole life. And so before I can even remember, I was visiting patients in the hospital with her. And so that really inducted me into being a doctor. That's also where I first was exposed to compassionate care. And uh, as you know, Laura, and the listeners of this podcast, compa compassion is central to healing, yoga, and spirituality. So my essence brought me to learn a lot of different healing techniques. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we think of healing as you know, these different special practices. So I traveled around the world and I learned about nutrition from different cultures. I learned yoga, I learned massage and all these different vehicles for the healing energy. And, you know, we have this myth in our culture. Um, a lot of people that are listening to this might understand, um, you know, we have this myth that there's medicine and there's healing. There's conventional medicine, there's alternative medicine. And the two things don't really mix. But as a lot of us know, there's one underlying healing energy through all of it. And we experience that through yoga practice, through Reiki practice, through all of these things that we do to improve our lives and the lives of others. So I was really into conventional medicine when I went to medical school, obviously, because you have to focus very <laughs> hard. And, you know, on my off times, I was still going and learning with different healers around the world, um, throughout the country and abroad. And um, I learned a lot, seeing a lot of patients being exposed to a lot of people um, in, different, um, in different walks of life. I worked in public settings. I worked in private settings. I worked in the United States and abroad and got to see a lot of people um, in a lot of different conditions of health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So for my residency, I went into emergency medicine with an emphasis on critical care. And this is where things really picked up for me in terms of understanding 
what medicine and healing are all about. So I'll tell you some of my experiences there. So um, when I was an ER resident, I saw a patient um, in the emergency department who was this woman who came in in so much pain. And uh, a lot of us here have suffered with some chronic conditions like this woman had. She had chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, mm. some other chronic conditions, and she was on a bunch of medications. And I just knew that these medications, you know, they weren't helping her. She was in the emergency department for pain. And I looked at her and I thought, if this woman just had a few moments to tell her story, to allow her soul to be expressed, for someone to witness her soul, to witness her spirit, she would be better. Her medications would fall off. Her conditions would improve. So I really saw that it was clear as day for me. Um, but as anyone knows who's been in an emergency department, that's not the place for emotional and spiritual healing generally. It happens, but that's not, you know, the general fodder um, because there's so many emergencies coming in that you have to attend to at that time. So I also saw when I was in the ER how healing energy moves through groups of people. So at that point, I'd been exposed to indigenous healing practices, ceremonies, sweat launches. Uh, beautifully invited in. Um, and I got to see how healing energy moves through groups of people, moves through all of the patients, all of the doctors and nurses and the techs in the ER. And it was fascinating to watch. This experience also transferred to when I was in the ICU um, working there. And in the ICU, um, you know, we all, you know, a lot of us have been in the ICU. We all know someone who's been there. People are in extremes of life. We have people who are critically ill and a lot of people are recovering and people are also going towards death and dying. Yeah. And so you see people in the extremes of consciousness and people are under sedation there and people are having deep healings in their bodies and their spirits. And so you can really see this energy happening there. Um, so one of the things that happens in the ICU is that people have profound dreams and profound life-changing experiences. So um, if, any, if anyone who's listening has been in the ICU themselves, um, you've probably had the experience that it was life-changing, that something switched in you. There's this experience of a second chance um, or a third chance, as some of it may be. Mm -hmm. um, and this deeper sense of spirit and life kicks in. And um, I just thought that was incredible to witness, to be a part of. And I started calling the ICU the house of dreams because of these profound experiences and healing. And so I, I continued um, in conventional medicine and learning alternative medicine um, into my practice. And I really got to merge these um, when I did the Fellowship in Integrative Medicine with Dr. Andrew Weil. And he's really the pioneer of merging conventional alternative medicine. And so I brought that into my practice. Very cool. Yes. That is very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I will tell you as a young, fresh doctor, how exciting that is to step out in the world with the sense of wanting to heal people and help them get better. And you have all these tools, you have conventional medicine, you have alternative medicine, and you're ready to go. And um, 
at that time, I also had spiritual practices, you know, the the medicine I was being admitted into learning and practicing was increasingly more sacred. So I was bringing that in and I worked with people, you know, and worked day and night to get people better. And I saw some profound healings at that time. Um, I saw people getting better from chronic ailments that I wasn't seeing people get better from. And a lot of people who are involved in the yoga community know of this as well. You know, a lot of us find our way into yoga because of that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's yeah. really, that's just, yeah, that just, and how long of a period of time was this? Cause I feel like it was, it seems like it was the way you explained this, the way you just kind of told me the story, it was like a life, it felt like a lifetime of experiences, but um, I mean, yeah. So it was just during, just mainly during your, during your actual training and your educational portion of your, you know, medical school. And then you kind of developed your own business and own practices and everything like with just everything that you knew your whole knowledge base. Um, so can you discuss how you actually came to creating your own business, universal love, and then diving into like what the offerings are here too? Sure. Available. Thanks, Laura. So yeah, so I was in private practice. Um, for a while, um, doing conventional alternative medicine, integrative medicine. And I noticed that the medicine that I was using was increasingly lighter, increasingly more heart-based, like even lighter than the herbs, lighter than the supplements. It was energy and dreams. And I got, um, I started seeing different people called into the practice and hearing their dreams. Um, I started seeing, um, I had a one woman coming to see me who was healed from her Crohn's disease from exploring her dreams. And this was just incredible, incredible things. And um, so basically I just watched people's spiritual paths starting to unfold as well. The spirit coming into coherence with the mind, the thoughts, you know, and the body. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they were increasingly more awake and alive. So that is where my practice rests. Now it is a practice based in the spiritual transformation helping people find their inner healing power, their inner purpose, and allowing them to wake up, evolve, and live fully in their lives. Um, I work with people who are on the heart path, who are connected with the heart frequency. And basically, there are three um, types or three streams of people that come in and see me. I see people who are interested in spiritual growth and transformation, finding their purpose, what they're contributing in this new stage of humanity we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Um, People who are dreamers, you know, a lot of us, a lot of us involved in healing, um, yoga, you know, a lot of us are big dreamers or having big dreams um, at these transitional points in our lives. And so if you're someone who is dreaming or who's had a big dream recently, I urge you to come in Um, I work over, um, the internet, you know, over zoom and phone and also in person here in Tucson, Arizona. And I work with people's dreams. Um, I'll get into that a little bit more. And then the third group of people I work with are healers, people who are beginning and advanced healers to connect with their essential frequency and deliver, um, what they have to offer in terms of the greatest service. So I work with individuals and groups and, um, Yes. Should I continue into uh, how this? Yeah, I, actually, absolutely. I, yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, great. So, Laura, so let's say you were coming to see me, 
So (laughs) what would happen is we would start to talk and you would let me know what your deepest intention is, you know, what you're looking for, connecting, you know, with your purpose, expressing your purpose, greater to be of greater service, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then I would reach into the bag of tools that I have from all of these different traditions of healing and spirituality and medicine and see what will help you the most. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what's happening these days is a lot of energy clearing, which if we're over Zoom, um, it happens at a distance, um, which is mostly who I see these days, or if it's in person, hands-on healing, and a lot of dream work getting a deeper into the dream work. Um, people are having big dreams these days, really big messages and uh, for personal and collective transformation. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it looks like for an individual. Um, I work, you know, people come in one time, they come in a few times, but generally people come in regularly every week, every two weeks, just like therapy. Because when you're connecting deeply to your essence and transforming, it's an ongoing practice. Right. Just like yoga, just like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I also do group work. And um, here's where I'll talk about dreams, if that's okay, Laura. Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Great. So um, so I have a dream circle. Um, I do them in person and I do them online. And the reason I've been focusing in on the dream circles is because dreams are so powerful, as as you know. Um, a lot of times we think of dreams as these personal, personal messages, which sometimes they are. And a lot of times they're collective messages. There's been so much, um, use of dreams over time, um, since the beginning of humanity using dreams for healing and more recently in psychoanalysis, um, and therapy. But what we're doing in the dream work from the spiritual perspective, from this heart-based perspective, is going beyond the psychological, um, you know, what does this mean for me? How does this have to do with my upbringing or trauma? And going beyond that to the essence of our spirit and seeing what message is coming through. Mm -hmm. And so that message allows us to heal individually and collectively and see the waves that are coming through each of us. Interesting. I like that. Now, when you say dreams too, and I, I meant to ask this a little, it doesn't necessarily mean like an actual dream when you're sleeping dream, or could it just mean like the, maybe you have like this goal path of some kind that you're like your dreams and goals kind of thing. Is that, is that where it's kind of like stemming from, or is it both of those things? Gotcha. Okay. So what I'm referring to are dreams that we have in sleeping states. Okay. So which, so I'm referring to the dreams that we have in sleeping states and we have numerous kinds of dreams while we're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that we look at dreams is because they are an aspect of our consciousness coming through as we're awake. We have varying states of consciousness. Every few moments we experience this with different emotions um, and going to sleep is clearly a giant shift in consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so dreams um, that we have are, these messages that come through in this altered state when our ego has a chance to step aside and this deeper reality is allowed to come through us. Interesting. Yeah. I like now. Okay. This might be a silly question, but like what, like, so for instance, I actually haven't been having any dreams that I can recollect at all 
So what, when a, when a patient or when someone comes to see you and they've, they're at that, they have that block of some kind, like, how do you, how do you work with that? Sure. Sure. So yes, I love working with people that are not dreaming. (laughs) So first of all, I will say that dreams come in various types. So a lot of times we think we may not have dreamt when really there is something coming through. We may wake up with a vague impression of something like, oh, I just had this one image. And, you know, it could just be like a random image. Like, oh, I just saw a tree or like, you know, um, just it could be a random image or a feeling or a sensation. And those are all part of the dream state because really what we're doing is getting ourselves deeper into our own consciousness, into our heart to connect with the deep, pure healing energy of ourselves. And that's just, the dreams are just one thread in there, getting into the purity of our healing. Interesting. Well, I'll have to make note of that next time, actually tomorrow morning when I wake up and see if I, because yeah, I know I haven't been like, you know, as we think about it, dreaming, like in the state where it's like some kind of story is playing out in my mind, but you're probably right. There's probably something I'm waking up to and I'm like, I don't really think much about it, but I probably, it's probably some secret message that I'm supposed to be listening to from spirit or universe or whatever. Oh, that's so crazy. Um, anyway, so the last question I had, and we were talking about this before we started recording, cause you're like, I wonder what I'm going to say here. <laughs> so what, and I asked, this is the question I kind of close all the, all the, the topics, all of our conversations with is, because it, it was really, everyone had such different experiences during last year and even this year as well. So what do you feel is the most valuable lesson over the past, over this past year, over the last year, especially particularly over the pandemic, like the meat and potatoes of that pandemic? Sure, Laura. Thank you for asking this. Yes. So... We've all had various experiences during the pandemic, like you said. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us had this really incredible chance to go inward and do inner work. And from where I stand in the work that I do, I got to see people doing this, going inside, connecting with the purity of their spirit, connecting with their purpose, and allowing that to blossom as we step into this new time. I got to see people doing this individually and as groups. And that to me is incredible. Um, It's an incredible opportunity. A lot of the people who I've seen stepping into this healing energy of themselves continue to ride this wave even now. And I'm seeing more people catching it as well, catching into this wave of um, increased consciousness, of stepping into purpose. And it's really beautiful to watch. Yeah. Wow. That really sums up a lot. That sums up a lot what I even, when you were just saying that, it kind of, I'm like, is she talking directly to me? (laughs) Because I felt like it was just, I'm like, wow, this is kind of like what I just, when I was, what I'm going through right now, it's kind of crazy. Well, anyway, I really appreciate you, Dr. Catherine, for coming on today and sending your time here, sharing your energy. Um, Such a lovely energy too. Thank you so much. 
Um, so have a, again, a beautiful rest of your day. Um, and thanks again for being part of this uh, podcast today. Thank you so much, Laura. All right. Have a good one. You too. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation that I have with Dr. Catherine. As always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends. Thank you.